Alabama is still having a ripple effect from last weekend's big recruiting visit list. Uh, could they be getting some commitments soon? And also, Jimmy Stein's countdown is going to start back up. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Thank you for making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys a ton. Jimmy, let's get right into recruiting again from this past weekend. I want you to start, though, with Bryce Underwood and George McIntyre. These are quarterbacks for the 25 class, I believe. Um, Both of them very good. Both of them highly touted. Both of them will will vie for that number one spot. And – you know, Underwood, a lot of people are in love with him, but it's sort of like people have forgotten about how good George McIntyre is from the Nashville area. Great kid, great quarterback. And Andrew Bone has intimated here recently that he probably wants to commit before January of 24, and he may even commit sometime this summer. Alabama's in the mix for both. Alabama's solidly in the mix for both. The uh, quarterback recruiting in the 25 class, to me, Luke, is like, all the Jalen Hurts to a tongue of Iloa, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, NFL success is paying off. There is not a 2025 quarterback in the U.S. Uh, rank wherever they are that doesn't love Alabama. Uh, I, I, to, to some extent, you would say Alabama has their pick of who they want. That's partly true and partly not. But what is true is if you are considered a top 10 quarterback in the 2025 class nationally, then Alabama is is under serious consideration by you because Alabama has just got a shot at, at all these guys. Bryce Underwood right now from from Michigan, Detroit. He, he he's he's actually uh you know probably the number one guy in terms of the rankings, and he he's fantastic. But uh, KJ Lacey from Sarah Land is up there. He's committed to Texas. Can't rule out him flipping to Alabama. George McIntyre from Nashville, super elite. Uh, Deuce Vaughn from from Loosedale, Mississippi, another good player. Antoine Hill from Georgia is a really good player. All these guys like Alabama a ton. Uh, Underwood is saying or hinting that he might have a January decision. Again, these are 2025 guys. These are guys that that will will play their senior years of high school, uh, not even this fall. <laughs> That's next fall so uh, we're a couple cycles ahead now this is what happens you know I, I complain all the time about the recruiting calendar this is part of part of that problem is these kids make early and earlier decisions and colleges have to make early and earlier decisions on them uh, but in terms of who it's going to be for Alabama in 25 I think Bryce Underwood who's again currently the number one guy in the country from Michigan a serious contender but George McIntyre from Nashville is likely to make an earlier decision. And let's put it this way, even though Bryce Underwood may be ranked number one, and even though we may like K.J. Lacey because he's from Sarah Land, Alabama, and sort of an Alabama Bryce Young fan, uh, I, in the end, you can't say no to George McIntyre. He, he, he's too good. You're not going to say no to him and wait on one of these other guys. McIntyre is just way too good to turn away. Uh, in terms of what kind of player he's like, he is an, uh, a drop-back passer. He is the quintessential NFL drop-back passer. Uh, for 
an Alabama comp, I think it's easy. I think A.J. McCarron is a great comp for George McIntyre. But keep this in mind, I, I think George at the same stage, at the same age A.J. was, uh, is way ahead of A.J. Uh, he's like A.J. in terms of how his build, his overall uh, ability to play ball. Uh, he's a natural-born quarterback like A.J., uh, again, similar builds. I think McIntyre has maybe a slightly better arm at the same age. Uh, but again, I find them very similar, just McIntyre being a more advanced. Put it this way, McIntyre comes from a lineage of coaches' kids, not just dad or uncle or, or grandpa, all of it. You know, he, he comes from a lineage of college-level quarterback coaches and coaches. So, Go back and, and, and picture A.J. Now imagine A.J. as a coach's kid, gym rat, uh, uh, a, a kid that, that's got nat just natural born ability in, in terms of, of uh, read defense as being just super advanced, you know, uh, with the intangible. So George McIntyre to me is, is A.J. plus and uh, – I think there's a good chance he'll end up being the 25 quarterback. By the way, if George doesn't choose Alabama, he's very likely to choose LSU. So, I mean, that, you know, and as we know, that's a big rival. And it's it's almost like this, Lucas, as crazy as this sounds. I would love if George McIntyre picks Alabama, but I don't want him at LSU. <laughs> you know, that's enough of a reason to, like, take your – I don't want him there. He's too, good. he's too good to be there. And I mean that as a compliment to George and, and LSU, frankly. Oh, what's a show without you on mute? What's a show without you on mute? It's, we don't yeah, even it's have not a show. show. It's just not a show. Now, um, it's, now it's a show. Now it's a show, dang it. Uh, all right, well, here's the question. So, by the way, K.J. Lacey already committed to Texas, who will be an SEC foe. George McIntyre could be committed. What are, who were Bryce Underwood's uh, other finalists? You think probably so Ohio State, Michigan? Yeah, it's so early. I, I would, with Bryce Underwood, I, the, the, the honest answer is anyone. Okay. All right. Well, let's just assume. Let's let's pretend like maybe Georgia were to get in there. I mean, that's not nuts. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. no matter who you take, somebody's probably going to be you're going to be facing off against the other one. But here's the other question: If KJ Lacey said called Nick Saban today and said, "Look, I I want to play for you, but I want to be your quarterback in this class. You yeah. can have me right now. Would you, if you were Nick Saban, take KJ Lacey right now?" As a surefire, we got him locked up, or would you continue to recruit these other guys? Uh, I would take KJ Lacey, and I, I, I believe, based on sources close to the program, <laughs> I, I think that me and me and Coach Saban have the same answer here. Yes, I'll take KJ Lacey, but I, I also think this. I'll, I'll just use those three names: KJ Lacey, Bryce Underwood, George McIntyre. Uh, first commit, whoever commit. They're and, just too good. They're too good to turn about away. hitting one of them. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Uh, I would also, even though I wouldn't quite count them in, in the same category, uh, I would have a very difficult time myself turning away Deuce Knight and Antoine Hill. I got you. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, they're, they're very, very good players. I'm not sure Deuce Knight and Antoine Hill could commit to Alabama tomorrow and take the Lacey McIntyre Underwood spot. I, I don't think so, but maybe. I mean, they're, they're good players. 
I mean, they're going to be in big places. That 25 group is good, and they all love Alabama. And, again, where the credit goes to the, the Jalen Hurts, to a tongue of Iloa, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, I mean, it's, it's really affected the young quarterbacks. And, and I think we're going to find, Luke, in the 2026 and 2027 cycles, uh, lots of quarterbacks love in Alabama. And, it, and it, it's, it's specifically that. I mean, one out of every eight starting quarterbacks in the NFL this fall will be from Alabama. That's, that's really starting to pay off in recruiting. All right, we're going to uh, talk now about FanDuel because love me some FanDuel. You love some FanDuel. Everybody loves FanDuel. We're going to talk some more recruiting when we come back. But right now, it's all about FanDuel. Uh, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. You can, it's the official sports book of Locked On. It's the official sports book of Major League Baseball. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On. FanDuel.com slash Locked On. I hope you were on FanDuel last night. And I hope you went against my advice taking the Florida Gators who took an early lead against LSU because LSU comes back and pounds the Gators. And if you were with FanDuel and you took LSU, you made some serious cash. So good work on that. You can bet on futures. You can do so much on FanDuel, and it's so fun. Um, I know it's not available everywhere, but, man, you want to be somewhere where it is available because FanDuel.com slash locked on is where you want to be. This stuff is just so much fun. I was just in New York. It was all over New York, man, all over New York. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Please go check them out. Support our sponsors because they support us, and we appreciate them. We appreciate you. It's one big, happy FanDuel bird dogs family around here, and we want you all in it. So, uh, yeah, fanduel.com slash locked on is where you want to be. Go check them out. As the week goes on, we're going to continue doing a lot of um, countdown stuff, recruiting stuff, and I want to continue with recruiting. We're going to do countdown on the last segment, but recruiting, I want to talk about this gentleman right here who is sitting in a way that I don't believe I've ever been able to sit in my entire life because I, I think my hamstrings are about as long as an iPro 4. Um, and – this is Michael Uinizi. Uini. 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 Okay. Uini. That's what we're going with, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's right. All right. Well, tell us about him. He's going to be committing this week. It's down to Alabama. It's down to Georgia, and it's down to Michigan. And apparently, nobody knows. Like seriously, you know, if so many times in recruiting you say nobody really knows where he's going to go, and wink, wink, we know exactly where he's going to go. I don't think anybody knows where this cat's headed. That's right. Uh, and, and his commitment date is Friday. Here's the thing that, you know, that, that might surprise people. Listen, I'm, I'm not sure the kid knows, or, or at least as of yesterday, or, or if he does know, uh, he hasn't told anyone, including staffs. Uh, hey, sometimes you know, sometimes you don't. Here's a kid that's committing Friday. I, I, I firmly believe uh, that uh, based on BOL, based on our reporting and interviewing the kid, that at the time he set the commitment date, he, he didn't who he was choosing. Uh, I think this is a really tough call for him. This is a big offensive tackle from Texas. He's elite. He is a national top 10 tackle. Uh, he could go pretty much anywhere as a narrowed it down to Alabama, Georgia, and Michigan. I think it's kind of odd that a, a tackle from Texas uh, doesn't have the Longhorns or the Aggies as a finalist, um, but he, he's certainly good enough to play anywhere. Uh, again, a big uh, long arm, very athletic, tackle uh, you know if you can commit to Alabama Georgia or Michigan keep in mind Michigan is sort of uh owning the Joe Moore award <laughs> lately I think they won it last year might have won it two years in a row I mean that their offensive line has been 
totally outstanding two years in a row, and that that reputation gets out big time. True, I, I don't. I, I got to cut you off just for a second. I'm trying not to, but that is true. But when you're blocking uh, Elmore County, Gordo, again, not slandering Gordo. There is no Gordo slander on here. Um, you know, just they they their schedule is so bad. Yes, their offensive line looks pretty good, but when they get in the playoffs, guess what? They lose. Yeah, lost to uh, TCU, and uh, yeah, but anyway, they, they have a big reputation with offensive linemen right now. Uh, I think here's my guess. I'm going to guess that Uini is going to pick Georgia on Friday. Uh, but when I say guess, that is a guess. Uh, it, it is not based on uh, intel. Uh, it's based on I think this is going to be Georgia, but it could easily be Alabama. And if so it would be cause for celebration, no doubt. I mean, th th this is a big-time tackle. Uh, we've got to recruit better at the line of scrimmage. It's one of the things that I, I think is uh, important for the program right now is we need to get a little better up front on offense and defense. And this would be, uh, uh, you know, th this guy is a problem solver in that area. Big-time kid, like I said, a top-10 tackle nationally. Might even be a little better than that. Good intangibles, too. Smart kid, hardworking. Uh, this is a kid you want, and it could happen. Uh, that's why I'm bringing it up. I, I would, if I thought this kid was going to Georgia, we'd be talking about something else. But I, this could be Alabama. It's definitely worth watching and just watch the show the rest of the week, and, and hopefully we'll get better intel at BOL and, and, and a locked on Bama, and, and we'll, we'll hopefully know before Friday or at least be able to give hints. But uh, as of right now, this is just one of those dramatic things. And hey, yo. Uh, What's more fun than recruiting drama? Man, two mutes on one show. <laughs> Man, that means we're kicking butt. See, for other shows, that would be like a goof or some sort of glitch. But at Lock Obama, it's like that means double like bonus show. episode. <laughs> uh, okay, that's so stupid. I, it, it'll be like people's favorite episodes. It'll be like, remember that time Jimmy dropped his phone in the garbage can? Remember the time Luke muted twice? <laughs> uh, the time you dropped your phone in the garbage can, I would have given anything. Please, eight pound, three ounce, baby Jesus, let us go back to that time and give us YouTube again. Because that would have been awesome. But anyway, uh, a lot of people don't know what we're talking about. I do want to spend the last little bit of this segment talking about the SEC schedule the, the for basketball that's released about who you, you know, they, they, do something funky every year. You got three rotators that you play um, every year. And then I'm going to look at uh, who Alabama's got. I mean, this graphic didn't turn out as big as I want it to be. But regardless, uh, Alabama's got Arkansas at home, Auburn at home, Florida at home, LSU, Mississippi State, Missouri, South Kakalaki, Tennessee, and AM all at home. So the rotators will be at Auburn, at Tennessee, and at Mississippi State, too. So those are the three teams. Well, and LSU. I guess they're four rotators. I thought they were only three. But I guess they're four rotators. And then um, Alabama also on the road will play Vanderbilt, which is, you know, frankly, it's a house of horrors usually, but I think we've done okay there as of late. At Vandy, at Ole Miss, no telling what they're going to look like with Chris Beard, and they've got a whole new roster. Um, at Kentucky, we don't know exactly what Kentucky is going to be like right now. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not like super frightened of that, but Rupp's obviously one of the toughest places in the country to play. And boy, we got Florida at home too. Maybe you have five rotators. I screwed that up pretty badly. Regardless, 
Um, Alabama will be playing Florida and uh, uh, at, at home and away. And again, I'm okay with that. Florida is not certainly setting the world on fire. Overall, though, I'd say, you know, only having Kentucky once is a help, but not having Kentucky and Tuscaloosa. I, I, I haven't looked at everybody else's schedule, but I looked at Auburn's. Theirs is easier than ours. That's okay I, because I feel like whether or not they say this, I think this is true. They do probably manipulate the schedule. Like, how'd you do last year? If you did really well, you're probably going to have a bit of a tougher schedule. I mean, only going to Kentucky, not welcome them at home is not ideal because obviously every time Kentucky comes to Tuscaloosa, it's going to be a big deal. Um, and the, you know, I'm fine with having a tough schedule because our other conference is tough too. I'm fine with it all. I don't care uh, because it, none of it really seems to matter until you get in the tournament because it's funny. I had the locked on Razorbacks guy talk to me the other day and tell me, uh, yeah, yo, I don't know why Alabama fans think their program's good. I'm like, because we've won four SEC titles in three years and made it the Sweet 16 twice. He goes, yeah, but you can't get out of the Sweet 16. I was like, okay, but that's not the only criterion for being good. I know you guys think you've been great because you got the Elite Eight, what, three straight years, and that's awesome. But you didn't pee a drop in a regular season. So, I mean, you know, tell me which one you'd rather have. I'd rather have our situation, but I understand to each his own. But, Jimmy, what do you think about this schedule? Uh, I think that it's extremely fair, and I didn't look at it and think it was particularly onerous. I mean, in terms of how it could have been, uh, I think it's just a very fair. Obviously, it's tough. It's the SEC. It's a good basketball league. Everybody's pretty good. You got to play nine road games, and and you can't pick out nine easy road games. Easy road games just don't really exist uh, in this league at all. But overall, it's pretty good. What just myself personally, when, whenever we get a basketball schedule, is the way I look at things every year. First of all, uh, I, you know, are we going to be great, good or bad? And I think this year, you know, we're having a ton of turnover. Uh, I, I, I do rule out being bad just because NATO's teams haven't ever been bad. Even year one, they, they weren't bad. So Alabama's going to be great or good. And then I look at the road games and I'm like, if you're only good, if you're only good, not great. If you're only good, what road games look impossible? And I only count about three or four that I think are, you know, long shots to win. You know, that like at Tennessee, uh, that that's going to be tough. At Kentucky, it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, they, they do have a couple of veteran guys from the portal they're bringing in mixed with, again, another top class with two or three freshman lottery pick-looking dudes. Uh you know, I, I think at Kentucky, at Tennessee, at Auburn, it's really hard to win over there. Uh, they're a good team, and that that environment is crazy. Uh, so I, I, I see a, a manageable schedule. If this team is good, uh, I think they can win quite a few SEC games. And if they're great, they can win a bunch again because the schedule's just not well, – we're not playing the nine best SEC teams on the road, and sometimes it feels that way. So uh, I think it's fair, and, uh, yep, just uh, – We'll see. Uh, it's going to be helpful if we add at least one, if not two, uh, you know, quality kids from the portal late. That will help shape this roster. Guys, there's a point guard available named Javon Quinterly. Maybe we can get in on him. Um, all right. Let's the thing about people think it's no big deal that Quinterly left. You know who the best guard in the portal is? Javon Quinterly. There's no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he may not have been the best guard – when you know, if you look at all the guards that were in the portal at one time, but the ones that are left, I think he's the best. All right, let's take a break. No, no question, I, I, that's by metric miles. He's going to be. He would be recruited like uh, 
he would be recruited like uh, Grant Nelson. Agreed. He, he would be as recruited as Grant Nelson in a normal portal environment. But as we've already determined, there was probably some tampering involved, and he's probably already headed somewhere. So that's that's at least that's our point. Here, uh, I, I, I watch, watch for uh, Seton Hall or Miami or Memphis. Yep. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Terrence Ferguson and the countdown. And we're back. Uh, Terrence Ferguson has made your countdown now. I believe he's number 49. Is that right? Yeah. Because James Burnup was very famously number 50, our punter. Uh, <laughs> that coveted spot. Um, so, yeah. but uh, here's Terrence Ferguson right here. Uh, as you can see uh, in this photo, he is about to eat another human being, it looks like. Look at those eyes. It's like he's all eyes and he only needs his mouth to eat other people. That it only <laughs> makes the parents when he's ready to be a complete cannibal. He's a good player. I'm just reminding you know, it's not so much a countdown as it is. I mean, it is a countdown because we address it every single day. And as we get to the end, you know, it'll be time for football season. In that sense, it's a countdown, but it's really a ranking of, of, of who's the best players on the team. And at Ferguson at 49, uh, one spot ahead of the starting punter. Uh, which should tell you that we've sort of turned a corner in the, in the rankings. These are all players going forward who are going to contribute to the success of the team. Uh, TJ Ferguson, uh, he is a second team guard that I think is pushing to be a starter. I'm not predicting he's going to be a starter or projecting that he is, but this is true. He is pushing the starter right now. The starter, his position is Darian Dalcourt. I don't believe Dalcourt's position is safe in part because Ferguson's good. Uh, this was a big-time prospect. I think people forget because the Brockermeyer, Tommy Brockermeyer was so highly regarded coming out of high school. People forget how highly regarded Ferguson was, uh, but got off to a what I would say a typical adjustment uh, for a lineman and redshirted and didn't do much in, in year one after the redshirt. Uh, wasn't even with the twos just yet, but each year it's developmental sport. And what's great about, about TJ is, Luke, you know, he, he shows up, and then he's better in year two, and now he's better in year three. I, I think he's probably good enough to play, probably good enough to start now. But really, the year for TJ to me is next year. Uh, I, I think that's when we'll get the real uh, Terrence Ferguson experience. And this year, playing with the twos, uh, playing in end-of-game situations, maybe playing a few snaps and you know, if, if, if Darian, you know, bangs up his ankle or something and, and, and TJ's got to come in for a few snaps, stuff like that can really help you help you improve when you, you, you get thrown into the fire a little bit, even if just for a few snaps. So he's the second team guard. But to me, Luke, there's a difference between a backup player and a future starter. And to me, as of today, I, I think Ferguson has future starter written all over him. I love uh, the Terrence Ferguson experience. I've been listening to a lot of Yacht Rock. I feel like that's a, a song that, you know, should have been written. Be, yeah. She's but Rich and I'm rich. Not, brought to you by the Terrence Ferguson experience. Oh, that is a cool, that is a cool, uh, I can hear like a Venus flytrap on WKRP in Cincinnati yes, saying that, that is, in his late night, his late night show. Of course, if if this were the album cover right here, nobody would ever buy. They'd be scared to death of it. <laughs> um, All right. of the candles are lit. Uh, the Terrence Ferguson experience. KRP. I think I saw him in Oak Mountain a couple of years ago. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow with more countdown stuff, more recruiting stuff, more stuff stuff. And uh, until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight. <laughs>